Today on the podcast review show, we're checking out Mind Dripping. Thicken up your skin and get ready for a supersized serving of opinion. Delivering constructive criticism and powerful praise, it's the podcast review show. This is the podcast that takes the guesswork out of first-time impressions. You'll discover new podcasts while learning podcasting tips. Join in on the conversation via voicemail, email, comments, and polls. It's all at our website, podcastreviewshow.com. Hey, welcome back to the Podcast Review Show. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting.com. It's been a while since we've had a show out. We got through the holidays, and uh, the good news is the the team is back, and we're ready to help you find out what you're doing right and maybe help you tweak those things that maybe need a little tweaking. And I'm uh, very happy to have the one and only Eric K. Johnson, better known as the Podcast Talent Coach from PodcastTalentCoach.com. Eric, how's it going, buddy? Very well, Dave. Good to see you again. And uh, today we are checking out Mind Drippings, and uh, you can find that at MindDrippings.link. And uh, Doug is with us. Doug, how's it going, buddy? Hey, how's it going? How you doing, Dave? How you doing, Eric? And Very well. We always like to just, before we jump into clips and such, just tell us a little bit about maybe why you got into the show, why you chose this topic. Okay, sure. I, I It really started... Um, I won't say 2005 like you, Dave. Uh, I know you've been rocking it since 2005, but I've actually learned about podcasting back in about 2005, but I had no idea how to even listen to one or make one or find one or anything about it. So it wasn't really until until about 2011 that I started to listen to podcasts, and I just fell in love with it. I just fell in love with the format, with the creativity with the the expression, the personal expression that people could throw out there, the it, the whole the whole genre of podcasting just uh, just became a, a passion of mine. And so, after listening for a few years, I, I started to realize, you know, why don't I give it a shot? Why don't I create my own podcast? My kids are always saying, "Dad, you talk too much, and well, you should write a book, and you should, you know, you should tell." Because I'm always trying to drop wisdom on them, whether it's any good or not. It's like fatherly love. So I just thought. Heck, why don't I just give it a shot? Why don't I do it? Why don't I try to create a format and talk to people that I find interesting? They're doing something incredible. And let's see if we can, you know, exploit it a little bit and get out there into the into the world and hopefully uh, shift some mindsets in the right direction. Awesome. And that's uh, really the core of your show is about, hey, maybe you're maybe you're not thinking this way. Here's another alternative way that maybe you should ponder. That's one of the things I, I like about the right. show is it is it's not the same old same old it's it's that's the whole purpose is to try try to get you to think different so one of the things we always do is we always just listen to the the first couple of minutes of your show and okay. uh, one of the highlights of it really to me it, it, it started off great so uh let's play a clip of that humankind is designed to do more than just exist on this planet by creating and solving more than we thought possible we highlight some of the most innovative, thought-provoking geniuses making change by kicking conventional thinking to the curb and deciding to disrupt for the benefit of all. Welcome to Mind Drippings, where ideas are currency and problems are just seeds to new ideas. Now here's your host, Doug Salamone. Hey, 
So hey guys, I'm here with Taylor Pearson. Now Taylor wrote a book called The End of Jobs. The End of Jobs is one of the top three start your own business books of 2015. And um, we're going to have a great conversation with Taylor. Let's just get it rolling. Let's get it started. Taylor, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Now, Taylor, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit more and uh, start off at the beginning with um, what brought you to decide to write this book? And uh, I'll just let you roll with it and we'll, we'll get the questions going. Yeah. So um, I guess kind of probably the genesis of my story as it relates to the book is um, I went to school at a small liberal arts school. And, and we'll hear more about that later. But uh, Eric, what do you think of the intro? I love the intro. Uh, I love the way you've structured it and the way you've worded it because it shows exactly what the show is all about and what we can expect on each episode because each episode isn't about the same topic, but it's about um, big ideas. And uh, that's what every episode's about. I love the way it sets it up. Um, is that Tim Page doing your voiceover? Yes. Yeah. He's, he's got Tim such a, a great delivery. Uh, Tim Page does the conversion cast podcast, but he's also a voiceover talent and, uh, and does great work. Um, I love the comfort that he brings. Um, he makes it feel warm and accessible, even though we're talking about big ideas, which I like that. It's not the big voice guy making the big ideas seem over overbearing and overpowering. In a world. <laughs> Dave wants to do his big voice yeah. guy impersonation. Um, so I love the way that it sets it up and, and it, it uh, teases the big things to come. You know, the thought, provoking geniuses that are making change. I love the verbiage that you use. And uh, I think it sets up the show very, very well. Yeah. I like the phrase um, most innovative thought provoking geniuses. Shut the door and keep Lulu out of here. I was like, uh, <laughs> sorry, keeping it real. Yo, there you go. And uh, that actually, I love that. But I love that when I heard geniuses, I was like geniuses. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm down for some genius. Talk. I thought, you know, go big or go home, right? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so um, we're all geniuses in one way or another, I feel. Yeah. The thing I liked about it for me was when I heard it, I was like, okay, here's an actual real intro. Not that you absolutely need, you know, professional voiceover guy and music, but it was like, here's somebody who's taking this serious, you know, not, not, you know, but it was just like somebody made an effort here to make a good first impression. And so to me, I was like, all right, cool. Awesome. And, um, you know, you just kind of kicked right into it. Uh, thought that was good. Um, so that was the good side. And that's what we do here. We, we always say, here's the good part. And then here's something right. that might be tweaked. And I, I got forced into this situation the other day. I did a, uh, an interview with somebody and I went to do my research on the person and their site was down. And it's kind of hard to come up with an introduction for somebody that you've never met before and you can't see their about page. So I had to do the old go ahead and introduce yourself. And Eric, I know you've talked about this on your show in the past about the old introduce yourself. So I'm, I'll let you I'm going to hand you the ball at this point. Yeah, the it's just one of my pet peeves when when I hear podcasters say, hey, why don't you uh, thanks for coming on the show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, to me, that just gives the signal that, um, I'm too lazy to do my research. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself for me? 
uh, I think if we're listening to the show and we're talking about big ideas and, and Doug, I don't mean to pick on you in particular, but in, in podcasting overall, a lot of people do it. That's their first question because it's the easiest question. And on this particular episode, your first question is, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, tell us a little bit uh, more and start off at the beginning and what brought you to decide to write the book and, and uh, I'll just let you roll with it and then we'll get the questions going. So when it's tell me a little bit about yourself, um, that could be anything. That could be, well, you know, I, I grew up in the uh, Midwest and I had two dogs and a sister and I went to grade school at uh, Westview Elementary and my kindergarten teacher was Mrs. Smith, which has nothing to do about it. Luckily, your guest knows where he's going. So he says, well, let me start with what in uh, what enticed me to write the book, like where we really are. Mm -hmm. So if, if we're talking about big ideas and you're trying to hook people in, especially people who are listening to your show for the first time, you have a fantastic introduction, which tells me exactly what we're going to get in the show. Then set up your guest, make us care about your guest first. Give us the background that's pertinent to the big ideas we're going to discuss on this particular episode, and then hit him with a question that's going to mean something. We can always backtrack and fill in the blanks of the history of, of, of his past that supports our, our topic today. Um, but tell me a little bit about yourself. Really just makes it difficult for your guests to give you something that's of value to your listener. You need to make us care about him in the, in your introduction of him before you even bring him on the show, make us care about him and why we should believe him, give him some credibility, make us care about the topic that he's going to discuss and then bring him on and, and hit us right from the beginning with the point of the interview. What's the point? You know, if we're talking about geniuses um, that are coming on he he starts with the genesis of my story as it relates to the book. That's perfect. But that's where you should have started. You shouldn't hope your guest starts there. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. And that, that's one of the, that's something I've been struggling with as far as developing uh, my sort of, sort of uh, my personality or skill set is I feel like I'm fairly comfortable with, with the questioning and the, the conversation. But the introduction is something that it's like I, I kind of hit this roadblock and I sort of I, – so I, I, I spend time learning about the individual and I have an introduction ready to go and then I just kind of get tongue-tied and then decide to just jump right to the – okay, let's get going. Let's You do the hard part. I'll sit here and let you talk. You know. <laughs> well, it's not bad to script your introduction. I highly recommend people don't script their interview because I want it to be more of a discussion right. than a question-answer session. And I think you do a great job at that. But scripting the introduction so you give it exactly the information we need to make the interview worth our time. I think that's important that later on in the, about halfway through the interview, um, you get to a question and I have it written down. It says, um, what are people to do if the opportunities are limited? And every single year we have thousands upon thousands of people graduating from universities across the country. What are people to do to protect themselves from becoming obsolete in the current economy that we're seeing every day increasing where jobs are being eliminated or being exported to countries across the world? And that's really the crux of this whole conversation. This guy, Taylor, has written a book about the end of the job and how it's moving back toward the entrepreneurial economy. And that's really what we're going to talk about. So in your introduction, if you can set him up that 
Uh, Taylor's on the show. Here are his credentials. He's written this book. It's a fantastic book. Here's why he here's why he can write the book. Here's kind of the background that supports that book. And then you say, Taylor, thanks for being on the show and hit him with that question right there, right out of the box. Then we're off to the races. Then we're running. We're hitting right in the sweet spot, right in his roundhouse. And we can go back and support those ideas as the show unfolds. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, Although all the questions I asked him, none of them were written down. So they just kind of came as the conversation went along. Um, But I see what you're saying is maybe have an introduction scripted and have a introduction, a question that really put, you know, nails the, uh, nails it, uh, hits the the nail on the head with the hammer right in the beginning. So that way it really, uh, you know, sets the tone of the rest of the the podcast. Exactly. Because that's the whole crux of the conversation. That's why we have him on. And so now if, if uh, new listeners come to the show, or even if your old listeners are back, because they know you offer great information and we set up Taylor with his credentials and why we should believe him and why we should put some value in what he's saying. And we hit with that, that sucks us right into the conversation. There's no way we're going to hit pause and go find another podcast to listen to. We're not going to say, well, you know, I don't want to hear him talk about his college days back at yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you know, UMass Amherst and, and how he was part of the debate committee. Cause I really don't care, but it, you know, he, he talks <laughs> a lot about growing up on the farm and how he got into real estate and his fa- and his uncle was big into real estate investing and he got into that. And then he, then he lost all of his money and stuff, which is, which is great to know, but you know, what's the point of the story? The point of the story is what can I do today to protect myself right. in this economy? Right. And there's been um, times just uh, off script a little bit here. There's been times where in other podcasts, not so much in this one that I've done, where I've actually cut out big chunks of the conversation because I thought this is not entertaining enough. This is not relevant enough. I'm just going to cut it. And I, then I try to splice it together. So it doesn't sound as if it was, cut. you know, edited. Yeah, um, exactly. Because movie editors do the same thing. You know, when they're making a, a, a 90 minute movie, they shoot hours and hours and hours of footage. And then they just use the best of the best to, to tell the story. And that's really what you want to do. Tell interview a guy for 40 or 50 minutes and then edit it down to the best 25 and give me just the best of the best. Definitely. I love it. I was, you know, in in radio and not to interrupt you there, Dave, but uh, really quickly in radio, when we interview artists like uh, musicians on the air, they give us six minutes to interview an artist. Typically good, good hosts don't air the entire six minutes. We talk to them for six minutes until they cut us off. And then we take that and we edit it down to about the best 90 seconds of what they give us. And we air that. Okay. So out of six minutes, you get it. You get 90 seconds of it. Yeah. I, I, there's always that possibility that the, the conversation starts drifting in the wrong direction and they get a, a you know, trying to develop the skills to, to hone it back in and get it on track again. And then at first I was nervous about it, but then I started to learn how to edit be- better with the software, which can be a little tedious where I know that, okay, I'll actually, during the, during the interview now, I learned to actually uh, think about how it's going and then drive the questioning back in the right direction and even give uh, one or two seconds of silence, which I'm wonder if the, the, the person on the other end is like, why is it quiet, quiet all of a sudden? I just want that little break so that I know where I can pick it up from. Well, Dave, 
Dave gave me that suggestion early on when I began podcasting, and uh, it's to leave that five or 10 second gap. So when you go back to edit, you can easily find that. Mm-hmm. What I would recommend you do is tell your guests that up front. That feel free okay. to start your answer over if you need to. Um, I may I may start my question over if I need to or if I lose my train of thought and just say, hey, we're going to pause here for about five or 10 seconds. So it'll be easy to find my find this edit point and then we're going to start again. So if you need to start your answer over, do the same thing. Just say, hey, I want to start that over. And then you just tell them, OK, if you could just count to 10 and then start your answer over, that'll make it easy for me to edit. Yep. That actually happened in the in this in this call with Taylor. The, it got disconnected oh, at one point, fine. and we had to reconnect. And then he was like, "Okay, where do we leave off?" And I was like, "Write it here. Just start the question again." And I'll, I'll don't worry. You won't tell that it was uh, that that happened. I can get, edit it together. Yeah. Dave, what were you going to say? Well, yeah. if you can set that up with your guest, because what will happen sometimes if you say, "Hey," and when you're done with your answer, that's fine. It might take me a second or two to come up with the next question. So if you hear silence. It's okay because what will happen is if they don't know that, they'll do what I call an over answer and they'll be like, right. And that's why I think green and yellow, uh, when you put them together, make blue and they stop and they go (laughs) because blue is really made of yellow and green and they keep answering the question. They've already answered it. You can actually cut the whole second half of the answer off. They answered it the first, first time they heard your pause and they think you want more. So if you tell them up front, there might be a pause there. Just it's, you know, chill out. And and I'll ask you another question. And if they know that up front, then they don't freak out. Like like you said, they're like going, does, does he want me to talk? So it's okay, cool. excellent. That's good. Thanks. That's good advice. And um, there is some really cool. I, I liked some of the 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 different ideas you were putting out there. So I do have another quick little clip here. I just have this labeled as great way of thinking. It's it's a cop out. It's it's well, you know, it is what it is. And it's like okay. If everybody in the history of time said it is what it is, the planet wouldn't be the way it is right now. And when I heard that, um, I've been using a software program called Clamor where you can cut yeah. out like 18 to 24 second clips. I was like, oh, man, that's a Clamor. That was a cool – that was one I was like, yeah, cool. So I, I really liked uh, the show and the fact that you were sticking A to your guns. You said this this show is about thinking outside the box. And, you know, uh, different way of, of mindsets and things like that. So when I heard this, I was like, cool, I'm getting what I was advertised for. So I thought that was uh, just for me. I was like, OK, kudos. I'm, I'm getting what I, what nice. I expect. So that was cool. Uh, hey, Dave, we're talking about the editing part. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have the clip? Um, that clip we were talking about earlier yeah, that me, we're, we're, where Doug kind of treads water as we're looking for the next question. Yes, I do. Uh, I find. think throughout the entire episode, Doug, you do a great job of discussing the history of work. Um, I think Taylor has a lot to offer there. You talk about the possible future. Um, I love when you talk about reincarnation, if you could go back and listen <laughs> to the podcast, I thought that was pretty <laughs> funny. And uh, we talk about what work might look like in the future um, I, I, I think it's all great, um, theoretical discussion. Um, I think I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of some practical information that the listener could use to put to work today. How can the listener take this information and use it to make the world a better place or prepare themselves? And I think Taylor got to that a little bit later in the discussion. Um, but I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of that early on. Okay. And here, here's a, uh, I have this labeled as not a great transition. So let's go into one more topic and we'll phase it out the show. So you're, you're kind of saying like, yeah. we're going to do another topic here. And, yeah. and, um, I, and that's one of those where 
it's kind of uh, you're because you're thinking I need to start wrapping this up. Yeah. And really what you're doing is you're thinking out loud. And it, well, Dave, if, if we rewind that and we play play about 15, 20 seconds before that, Doug, you say, uh, OK, let's go into the next thing. Yeah. Um, uh, we really only have a few more minutes here. Uh, what would be a good way? Uh, what would be one more thing we could do to talk about uh, to end the show and get listeners interested in learning more about uh, and getting the book? I know it's available on Audible. I know because that's how I listen to it. And I actually have it on my Kindle as well. So it's great. So uh, and then you go into let's go into one more topic and then we'll phase out the show. So you kind of ask him, how do I get the book? And then you answer the question for him <laughs> as we're just yeah. kind of we're treading water trying to figure out what the next thing is. Yeah. Um, so my recommendation is um, pitch to your pitch to your guest so they can hit the ball. I mean, you're throwing batting practice. You're not trying to strike him out. So even though you know the answers to all of it, give him easy pitches that he can take out of the park. So if you know it's on Audible and you know it's on Kindle, um, you could ask him. Uh, the book is called whatever uh, the the end of the job. Uh, where where can listeners get it? And then he can say they can get it on Audible, they can get it on Kindle. It's available in all the stores. And while they're while he's answering that question, you could be preparing your next one because you already know the answer to that particular question. Yeah. And, I, and, and then after you ask that, um, Taylor goes, I'll give something else kind of more specific that someone could apply to their situation. So he kind of takes it where I wanted it to go. And that's let's let's give the listeners some information that they can apply to their situation today. So just set your guest up to, to provide great answers already. Even if you know the answer, that's the best part, because, you know, it's going to be a great answer. Just throw him the ball and let him take it out of the park. OK, yeah, I'm. I, I, I'm I feel that my and you you guys picked up on this. I knew you'd pick up. I I feel that my opening and my closing is really where I need to work uh, on improving. Um, and, and the cool thing is that stuff you can kind of um, you can write out if you wanted to, uh, because one of my backgrounds is in music, and they remember the first song you open up with, and they remember the last song you close with. <laughs> okay. And if you can if you can get that opening, you know, even written out. So that you you know exactly what you're going to say, and you have an idea what this guy is going to say. He's going to talk about how you know the jobs are leaving. It's a new you got to think differently, and the days of having a pension and working 20 years at a place isn't going to happen. And then you can say, "Great, I'm pretty sure that's what he's going to say." How am I going to wrap that up in a nice bow and and you know hit the nail on the hammer to to make that final point? Because you kind of know where it's going. Now the fun part is, what if he doesn't say that? Then how do you you wrap it up? But uh, you can kind of plan ahead or what I do when I'm doing an interview and, and as you're finding out interviews are, they're tough because you're trying to think of what you're going to ask next. And, but the big thing is you better be listening to your guest because you don't want them to say, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I grew up in Poughkeepsie and I once shot a man for snoring and you're, you can, you completely <laughs> skip that. You're like, what? Those, you did what? Those guys in Poughkeepsie are rough. Yeah. Um, so you want to, so I actually take notes. And so that might be something where if you have notes, you could say, okay. And, you know, maybe it's the teacher and me. All right. Well, today we, we talked about this and that and that, you know, wrap it all up in a nice bow. And then that's an easy way to wrap it up. Just write down what you've learned today, summarize it. Thank your guests for coming on. Tell them about their website and off we go. So that might be. Yeah, it. that's that would be my recommendation. Nice. Script out your first question, script out your last question, and then just be an active listener throughout the rest of the conversation. And just ask great follow up questions and let the uh, let the conversation go where it should 
and um, know what you want your listener to take away from the show. What's the one thing you want them to do that specific call to action and wrap that into that final question. You know, it's uh, how can people find out more about you is the, is the question most people ask at the end. Mm -hmm. And that's so generic and broad, you know, with this particular, with this particular uh, interview, you could ask what's the one thing that people can put to use in there or apply to their specific situation to make sure they're ready for the future as jobs continue to go overseas and, and continue to be um, contracted instead of hired. Very good. And Love it, Eric. My, my next little point that I have here, I've been told is because I'm a podcaster, but I'm going to play you two clips. Uh, they're, they're kind of short, uh, but here is the first one. I think what I'm understanding here is that we're sort of becoming this creative class. If people can use their right brains more than their left brains, the poets of the world might actually be the next CEOs of the world because they'll, they're the ones that can formulate ideas, create products from those ideas, and they don't have to have the cumbersome tools and um, you know, factories and equipment because they can outsource the actual production of these ideas in lower cost places around the world and stair step their way up to from one thing like the uh, the duck boat to having software as a service company and being a supplier for thousands and thousands of other people. Is that a, is that a fair statement? Right, kind of a cool point. The poets are going to be the CEOs, and I was like, oh wow, cool. That's <laughs> that, that's something. Again, thinking outside the box. Now let me play you the same clip. I think what what I'm understanding here is that we're sort of becoming this creative class. Uh, if people can use their right brains more than their left brains, um, the poets of the world might actually be the next CEOs of the world because they'll, they're the ones that can cre um, formulate ideas yeah create products from those ideas and they don't have to have the cumbersome uh, tools yeah. and um, you know, factories and equipment because they can outsource the actual production of these ideas uh, in lower cost places around the world um, and stair step their way up to from one thing like the, the, uh, the duck boat to having software as a service company and uh, being a supplier for thousands and thousands of other people. Is that, a, is that a fair statement? Now, ums don't really bother me, um, <laughs> but there were seven that, that – and I'm, there are some in there that I was like – I went, oh, no, that one's good. Uh, they're low-hanging fruit. If, it's, if somebody goes and, and – like I just did one and and because I'm trying to figure out what I'm saying, that you can go in and easily chop those up. And mm -hmm. it to me, it's icing on the cake. The, for, the, that clip wasn't bad. It was still like, wow, poets are CEOs, but – your guest, especially at the beginning, was an um machine um, because he was nervous. He maybe he's not used to being on a podcast. And I have a uh, I had a forty second clip with like nine ums, and they again it was um I think what da 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 uh and it, so I was like you could just go in highlight and delete. So now the bad news is if it's a forty five minute uh, interview, it takes 45 minutes to go through and de-um it. Um, now, I use a program called Sony SoundForge, and I can listen at like 1.78. And if you do this enough, you can actually see ums. So mm -hmm. this, this, there is no right or wrong answer here. Some people love to edit. Some people hate to edit. It's really up to you. But to me, my goal of an interview is to make my guests sound as good as possible. 
And not that he sounded stupid by any means. He just sounded nervous. And if I can take 10 seconds to make, especially his, the very first thing he said about Alabama and things like that, I actually, I think I have, yeah, let me, let me play this. Uh, Birmingham, Alabama. I studied history and I was kind of on track to um, go to law school and be a lawyer because um, that's kind of what you do. Uh, at least in Birmingham, Alabama, you become a lawyer or a doctor okay. um, or an accountant. That's kind of those are the those are the three core trajectories of you know what you should be seeking to do. So I was on that trajectory, um, and see they're all went to so they're all super low hanging right. fruit, and that's just me. So I, that's not something like you need to do this. I'm just letting you know those are really easy to edit out, and they would make your guest sound a little better. Now that's where. You know, there's time and then there's, you know, sometimes you got this thing called life that gets in the way and you can't spend another 15 minutes editing your podcast. But it, if if you got the time, I would go through because those are really easy to 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 pick out. Yeah, I, I typically suggest that people leave most of their ums in their in their podcast because it makes it sound natural. Yeah. It makes it sound like a natural conversation. However, there are times you need to go clean it up. And the first clip that Dave played. The the example that you gave right. where all of the ums were in, the ums broke it up so much and the question and statement was so in-depth, it was difficult to understand your point when all of the ums were in there. When he takes it out and and puts it all together, it was so much easier to get the, to the point that poets can become the presidents if when it's all edited down. So okay. there are times where editing all of the ums out make the content stronger and there are times when editing all of the ums out is just wasting 45 minutes of your time the yeah, trick is yeah. to figure out which is which yeah yeah you have like the natural fillers which you should leave and then you have the ums that sound as if you kind of don't know what you're going to say so they sound they're very disruptive to the the thought process Absolutely. exactly gotcha. because sometimes sometimes when you're saying um it gives the listener time to process what you've just said so mm-hmm. sometimes the um can be beneficial to the listener. Sometimes the um just stretches it out so far that it becomes difficult to understand. Yes. And as you listen to yourself and you're aware of the ums, you will eventually work them out of your system. And rather than saying um, you'll just pause because yeah. that pause is unnatural. We don't like to hear ourselves pause. We say um, so there's no silence. We, it's like a placeholder for us. It's okay to just not talk. Yeah, and, and I, uh, if I do edit them out, I I never. That's, edit- that's a bumper sticker, right, Dave? Yeah, <laughs> it's okay to just not talk. Yeah. It's okay to just not talk. Uh, if I ever edit out the ums, I always leave in because usually it's um, and then there's a pause. I always leave that pause in because that pause, if you take it out, you miss the fact that your your guest is thinking about their answer. So you don't want to change the context of the answer. And and again, take it for what it's worth. It's you you can or can't, and it's hard to tell sometimes. I know for me. I don't go in and edit out ums where somebody goes, uh, I think it's like that because that's really, mm-hmm. really true. But if it's an, um, I think so. I'll, but that's me. And I played this clip this morning on another show and they all went, Dave, you're crazy. So feel free to go. <laughs> hey, you're crazy. It's fine. So, um, see, there's one right there. That, that's me. Uh, Eric, anything else we should talk about is, is contact uh, or content here before we, um, uh, uh, the only thing I have is the closing and we're okay. going to play that. So let's play the closing and then we can discuss that. All right. I think that if, if, uh, if you don't have a great job or you don't have a you know, opportunity at the uh, career opportunity within a firm that might make you a partner or your, your salaries are high enough and you have job security, 
you got to get creative, get those ideas and use those stair step methods that you speak to. Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm very much an optimist. I think it is yeah, me too. the best time to be alive. And I think it's, it's only going to get better. Yeah. Start a podcast, everyone. That's the, that's the way to do it. That's definitely <laughs> the one be- way. I'm pro podcast. Yeah. It's the best newest medium out there. Um, Taylor, it's been great talking to you. Uh, I would love to talk to you again. Unfortunately, we, we, I think we both ran out of time. So thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me on. And uh, thank you everyone for listening. That's it for this episode of Mind Drippings. So be sure to head to minddrippings.link for more content and show notes to keep you tuned in to more ways to see the world, even in the smallest way. We look forward to inspiring you here again next time on Mind Drippings. That still doesn't sound like Tim Page. It, it does, but it doesn't. It's it's Tim Page voiceover guy. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, it, before we interview people on the show here, uh, we always ask them to fill out uh, a document that gives us an idea of why they podcast and what they're hoping to get out of the show. And Doug, in your um, particular form, you told us that the 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 call to action that you want, the one thing you want to get from your audience is motivate them to sign up for your email list so you have more control on the tribe building process and making it possible for future opportunities. That's what I would recommend you do at the end of your show. I think the closing that you have with Tim is nice. It kind of restates the opening, but it's pretty generic. It really doesn't tell us to go do anything other than um, we look forward to inspiring you here again next time on Mind Drippings. There really isn't, you know, it says head over to minddrippings.link for more content and show notes to keep you tuned in and more ways to see the world even in the smallest way, which is pretty generic. Doesn't give me any real benefit to go to minddrippings.link. If your stated goal is to get people on the mailing list, Make that your call to action and then make it valuable. Something I wrote out a, a, a example, maybe something like each week we send out a new idea to save the world. You want in? Visit minddrippings.link and let us know where to send the ideas. Ideas are currency, so let's share. And then that okay. could be it. So now you're, you're telling people where to go to get these great ideas or to get. Now, I'm not saying that's the right close or that's the right out. But if your goal is to get people on the mailing list, give them a reason. And it could be different every week. It could be the same each week to go sign up and be on the mailing list. I would recommend that it's probably different every week because if they listened last week and they didn't sign up to get whatever it was last week, they're not going to sign up to get whatever it is this week if it's the same thing. So if it might be something different, it might be um, there's another 10 minutes of us talking with Taylor about this. If you want to hear the special 10 minutes, um, go sign up at the website and we'll send it to you. And then okay. you send them the link to that, the, that excerpt, or it might be a, a free PDF of, of Tim, or it might be the first chapter of Taylor's book. It might be whatever you have, but make it valuable for people to give them a reason to sign up other than, Hey, uh, we talk about, furry unicorns go sign up and nobody (laughs) cares i I was surprised one that worked really well for me was i said look i know you're busy you might be listening to this on a treadmill and you're thinking i need to remember to go back to dave's website well guess what you can have dave website come to you sign up for the newsletter and the show notes will show up in your inbox and i was amazed at how many people like hey you know what i am and they went over and did it i was like so if you can give them something some benefit of signing up for your your email list 
that's that's going to inspire okay. them. To, that, that's a good thing. But just like, hey, sign up because the email because everybody because, says the money's in yeah. the list. Yeah, that usually doesn't inspire people to uh, to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're you're right, guys. You're absolutely right. And I haven't spent really enough time thinking about that part of the uh, the ending, and I, I got I need to develop something in order that's valuable besides the unicorn and um <laughs> yeah get people to sign up and and have something of value to provide to them so that we can close this loop and keep it going yeah and then as we kind of move into the the technical side of the world um i downloaded your your episode and mm-hmm. um throw it in i threw it into the a tool where i could look at your id3 tags and yeah. and you don't have any yeah, I don't know how to do that. Ah, well, I will. We'll have to fix that because um, it's 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 not like a ginormously bad thing to do, but it's one of those things. It's a branding thing because when I when I listen to other people's show, if I download, okay. um, and their artwork comes up and I see their name and the name of the episode, and when yours comes up, it's a bland gray music note. Oh, okay. It, it just makes you look like a hack. Yeah, I, I tried to figure it out. I was struggling with it, and, and then it, it seemed to be working without it. So I thought, oh, what do I need this for? What is it? Well, how? It is. What is this? It's one yeah. of those things. I wish they would figure out. We are like some programs use those, like Windows right. Media Player does. Um, the podcast app on your phone does not, um, but other apps do. So some do, and some don't. And that's why we still do it. Um, are okay. you on a Are you on a Mac or a PC? Um, I do everything on a on a Mac. Okay. Um, I will send you a link. There's uh, there's one called – it's from – I P- use ID3 Editor on my Mac. Yeah. And uh, it, it takes me all of about 45 seconds to open it up, put the ID3 information in it, and save it. And then when I upload it, it all just goes along with it. Okay. You can put your logo in there. You can put the description in there, put the name, put your website. Um, it's called ID3 Editor, and I forget who makes it. Do it's, you remember who I makes it? I think it's it? PA-Software. Yes, com. that is it. PA dash software. So, and it's a, and it costs like, I don't know, 15, $20. I mean, it's a one-time software purchase okay. and uh, it's real easy. Yeah. So, and I went over and looked at your website. It's, it's got a nice clean look. Um, I like the logo. Um, the couple things that I went, uh Oh, and again, these aren't huge issues. Google really, one of the things that will boost your rankings in Google is the speed. And so you've got some really cool uh, graphics. Um, I love the picture on your about page. You have a couple. And what you did was you bought these high res graphics and the internet doesn't speak high res for lack of a better phrase. It's kind of okay. weird. Um, your, <laughs> your photo is actually 240 dots per inch, um, which means it's, it's like you could print that and it would look good. The internet, really anything over 90 dots per inch is gravy. It's like, it's like putting a Blu-ray disc in an old DVD player, all that extra clarity. And what it does is it slows down your website. Yeah. Uh, And I I was wondering why it was loading so slow. Yeah. It's also 5,000 pixels by 3000 pixels wide. So you could, do you have any kind of editing software for photos? I do have, um, Adobe, one of the older versions, yeah. Adobe you could, um, you could something. Just, yeah, you could go in and resize that and and change the the DPI to ninety dots per inch and shrink okay. that because even though I think on the website it shrinks it down to probably like five hundred pixels by whatever, um, it's actually loading the whole file. So right. when I went to your about page, it actually drew it line by line, and I was oh. like, <laughs> it was it was just like going. <laughs> 
to download this whole big picture. So yeah, when I pulled it up on my Mac, it sat there for a minute. And yeah. I thought, okay, wow, is this a blank yeah. page? And then all of a sudden it came in because the, the Mac doesn't load it line by line. It just sits there for a minute. Oh, and, and wait. Oh, yeah. here it is. Yeah. So, and, and Google okay. not going to, so it's an easy fix. I was like, oh, cool. This is a problem that'll take about 10 seconds to, to fix. Um, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to come on the show because there's these things where I'm, I'm not really clear on how to resolve these. Uh, I saw the pictures loading slow and I thought, I don't know, maybe it's just my computer. But now you're saying yeah, it's it. loading slow on your computer and uh, Eric's computer. So, yep. Okay. Yeah, it's just a resize issue. Okay. And just make it a smaller photo. You have an about page, which is about the podcast, and I believe then an about page about you. I would put those on the same page yeah. and have the about the okay. po- I would have the about the podcast first because you're always trying to get that listener who goes, well, what is this? And they can click on it and always explain your show on how they're going to benefit because who doesn't want to benefit and then have the paragraph about you for the person who's really, you know, they're like, oh, cool. And they're like, well, and here's the part about Doug. So I would just, I don't know that I would separate those two. And again, that one's just an opinion. Um, feel free to, to take that or leave it. Um, the other thing, talk, tell me about, I think it's focus at work, the F at W. You have a red button on your website that says F at W. And I was like, F at W. Yeah. Is that a, a program that you're promoting or something? It just, it confused me. That's all. Oh, focus at will. Is that what that is? Okay. Focus at will. Uh, yeah. That's actually one of the interviews I had was with the creator of focus at will. And so I put that up there and that, uh, if you listen to that podcast, it's about, um, uh, m- music, that you play that helps increase your productivity. It's all instrumental music. It taps into the neurological <laughs> synapses that that work for you. So maybe really fast music works for you or slow music. Um, th- this guy, he actually was the founder of London Beat back in the early 90s. That song, okay. I've been thinking about you. <laughs> Right. So sing a little bit of that for yeah, us, Dave. No, no, uh, <laughs> yeah, so anyways, so that's what that is. Okay. And that just brings you to – that's a promotional. Got it. I just wasn't sure if that was your okay. stuff because if it was your stuff, I was going to be like, "You need a new logo." Because that I was like, "What is that?" Um, yeah, it doesn't really. It's not very clear on what it is. Yeah. I, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, Doug. I noticed that it's a ClickBank link, and you might want to put yeah. a little uh, description below that to get people to realize there's a benefit to clicking that. And uh, if you're looking at some um, uh, ancillary revenue from that, that might be a, a little descriptor below. It might help. And okay. the other thing I noticed is you have a lot, and again, this isn't a, a bad thing. You have a lot of posts on your front page. So, and the only reason that's even a remote issue um, is you, you kind of run out of ads on the right-hand side, which again, is not a bad thing. But the only place you have a contact spot is at the bottom of the page. And you have to scroll quite a bit down to right, get there. Right. I would put, leave that there, but I would definitely make a page for your, your, you know, I just have a contact page with my email, my phone number, and mm-hmm. if you're going to use SpeakPipe, you know, you could have that there. Make it slash contact. That way it's super easy to tell people in your, hey, if you want to email me or get in contact with me, just go to minddrippings.link slash contact and everything's there. Um, but I would definitely put that at the top because not everybody's going to have the patience to scroll and right. scroll all the way to the bottom and, and okay. make it something obvious, like contact us. Don't make it cute. Like buy me a coffee or something like that. <laughs> well, people do that. And I'm like, no, make the contact page say contact. Cause that's the two biggest pages you'll see. If you go and look at your traffic will be your contact page and your about us page. Those two 
get nailed because people are like, oh, what's this? Um, the other thing I thought was great is you, everything else was nice and clean. Um, you had play buttons that I didn't have to hunt for. Um, you know, um, and that was Eric, anything that I, I miss on the, the website, anything that you thought your first impressions? Yeah, I just had a, a couple quick ones. I love the clean look of it. I thought the theme was great. Uh, I really like your logo. I think the sharp edges of the gear mixed with the soft fluid coming out of it was a really cool logo. Nice design there. Um, I couldn't find much about you on the website. Uh, even right. the spelling of your name was hard. Uh, so maybe a little more of that on the about page. Um, how you help people, how you inspire people to change the world might be cool. And uh, I too found it hard to find a contact for the show other than that one contact box. Um, The one comment I had about the design of the page on the homepage, you have the um, learning and ideas and inbox zero paragraphs. And right under each of those paragraphs, you have an iTunes link, a Stitcher link, and an Android logo. And it looks like they're supposed to go with those paragraphs, but Mm. they don't really go with them. Um, So maybe there's a divider line between those or something to separate the fact that the show is on those three apps, but the paragraphs above it are more uh, the the concept of what you do. So it doesn't look like they they go together because I was kind of confused by that uh, at first glance of the website. Um, but overall, I think the website's great. It's not cluttered up with a whole bunch of nonsense and extra pages you don't need. Um, and it's really easy to maneuver. So I thought overall the website was great. Just a, a couple tweaks here and there and make it easy to get a hold of you and uh, get in touch with the show. And nice. the other thing I noticed is you have a Patreon page. Um, right. I don't know if that's new, but you didn't mention it in your show. No, it's fairly new. Okay. Um, and I, I have not mentioned it. Yeah, because if you're, if you're, I actually learned that I learned about Patreon from you, Dave. There you go. <laughs> so I always tell people if you want people to do something, you have to you have to ask for the sale. You know, you have to to tell them because just putting a Patreon banner, you might get you know a few, but you have to let people know. Hey, and also if you got to the website, if you'd like to support the show, you know, you you get a whatever it is the benefit. The you know, I'll, I'll send you a free tea or whatever it is you're giving away or whatever <laughs> a ride on the unicorn. That's right. I'll give you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so whatever it is, sign up for my Patreon page. It's just one of those things you got to ask for it if you want them to get there. And, and even that it's, you know, it's, it's tough. And uh, I just noticed um, it's snowing. It's snowing in on blab.im today. I was like, wow, that's kind of wild. I just, I'm like, all of a sudden I'm like, am I hallucinating? <laughs> it's funny. How old was that English muffin? Um, so, what does that mean? Uh, well, you know, you eat some bad food and all of a sudden you start hallucinating and it's snowing, right? Right. So awesome. Okay. So uh, as we start to, to wrap things up, um, like I say, there are a lot of things I liked about the show. I, 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 we always want people, we don't bring you in here to just bash you. You know, I like the fact that, it's not to me, it is a different topic. It's not, Hey, let me talk about how to grow your business. It is in a way, cause you're talking about how to survive in the future. If the jobs go away. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, like I said, there were a couple of things I was like, Oh, clamor that. Oh, that was a good one. And you know, some good pumper stickers that could come out of that. So that's always good to hear. <laughs> um, you know, and we talked about a couple of things you could tweak on that. I thought the website was was pretty clean. Again, just, there's nothing really, this wasn't a train wreck by any means. There was a lot of really cool stuff. I really like the intro and 
the, you know, you've, you've found a good guest. That was the other one thing I thought that I was like, okay, this guy is interesting. Cause a lot of times, you know, you go, yeah, you know, and, and plus you've got the added bonus then if somebody buys that guy's book and a nice job of saying, you know, I heard it on audible. So hopefully somebody will go click your banner so you can get your 15 bucks. Uh, Eric, anything you want to throw in as we kind of, <laughs> no, I, I thought it was a great show. I also listened to the plastic show, which is a, oh, a completely different topic, but also pretty cool about on big ideas. Um, I would just, I would highly recommend you do two things. One, get that call to action in at the end to make sure people go do something after the show's done, that the show's not over and then they go off. And then the second uh, thing is to make sure that you have a, a strong intro and a strong outro. You know what that big idea is. If the whole show is based on big ideas, let's lead with the big idea and wrap up with that big idea and make it make it useful for your listeners so they can go act on it. But overall, I think you have a great show. I think you do great interviews. The thing I like most about your show is the fact that it sounds like a conversation and not just a question answer session. Yeah, and, and that's you do a great job doing that. That's exactly what I did not want to do. I did not want to do. Let me go to question number two now. <laughs> right. now how long have you? I did because I, anytime I I listen to a lot of podcasts, I'll even listen to new ones just because I'm trying to find new, you know, new uh, new enter- uh, material to listen to new shows. And um, I'm also part of Podcast is Paradise, uh, so I, I'll listen to a lot of people who are on that on that program. And if it's an interview show and all they do is read off a bunch of questions, I, I get really turned off by that. I yeah. just – I don't like it. The one thing I would nothing- recommend though as you get into your discussions though, don't use don't use it as a platform to prove how much you know because you know a ton about a lot of these subjects. I can tell by listening to you. But use how much you know in order to shape great questions to ask your listeners to ma- or to ask your guests right. to make them look great. Yes. What Does I, that make sense? I, no, I I absolutely agree. I feel like I'm basically just trying to help them tell their story. Yes, exactly. Bingo. That's it. Trying to make them look good. Yeah. I What I've done in the past is I will write out questions and then not bring the paper just to, to kind of think through the process of what am I trying to get out of that person or I'll bring the paper and it'll be way over here. So when that, that guy gets done with the question and I'm like, mm, I'm not sure where to go. Then I'll look over and I'll use it as like a roadmap, but I'm with you. The last thing I've been interviewed by people who I swear, and if this ever happens again, I am going to say I once got a man for snoring because because they're not listening to a thing I said. They're just waiting for me to get done so they can go to question seven. And uh, I I swear I'm going to throw that in You see that a lot with with the talk shows on TV like uh, with – with uh, Jimmy Kimmel or stuff like that. They have all the questions written down on the blue card, but they only re- revert to the blue card when the, the, the conversation starts coming to a lull. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the conversation's rolling, they just roll with it. And then at the end they say, Hey, plug the movie and let's get out of here. Yeah. And, and actually going back to what we talked about at the beginning, speaking of late night people, I've kind of been noticing this with Jimmy Fallon. He, if you think about how he introduces people, uh, he's like, all right, coming next on the show. Oh man, you're going to love this guy. He's so awesome. He's a three-time golden globe. He's nominated for an Oscar. And he's in the new show called such and such. Please welcome so-and-so. So he's, he's set up why this guy is good. Any accomplishments they have, how, um, you know, in your case, you might say, and how this ties into the topic, you know, he's got the new book about our jobs lost and here he is. Welcome to the show. So-and-so that might be a way to, to think about, you know, maybe that should be the end of your your introduction, you know, thanks for coming on the show, you know, Doug, 
And then, you know, it's always weird because you always feel like there should be some sort of behind the scenes. <laughs> you can always put that in in post, I guess. Uh, but any other questions you have for us, Doug, while you got us? Uh, I just think um, everything that you guys said today is spot on. You're absolutely right. There are, there are some little weaknesses I need to improve on, and I'm going to work on that. I definitely think uh, writing out a script even if I don't go 100% on script, but practicing it, even if it's just in the bathroom, looking in the mirror, practicing my delivery so that when I'm finally on with my uh, guest, I can deliver them and put them in, shine a light on them and get them pumped up because they're on a show where they just been put like out there on stage and everyone's clapping. And now that we're ready to rock it and, and like educate the, the audience and get it going. Um, because I, w- I wasn't doing that. And then I thought like, oh, I don't need to do that. But then I would get a little nervous and I wouldn't get the intro very good. And it would just be like, thank God I got Tim Page to give me something to start the show off well. Uh, because otherwise it would the, – the beginning of the show would probably be horrible. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I agree on that. As far as the website goes um, – there are a few things because I, I learned – I taught myself how to use WordPress and I got to tell you, I'm not I'm not technically inclined, not in 2016. Now, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, yeah, I knew everything about computers. I could do almost anything you needed. I could do it. But I haven't been keeping up with it. I don't have any interest in keeping up with it. So sometimes I get on WordPress. I'm trying to figure things out and I'm just like, oh, I don't know how to do this. Forget it. I'm not even going to waste my time. So maybe I need to get a little help. Maybe um, – I need to go find on, uh, some kid down the street that's a you know computer whiz to come right. help me because there are some things on there. I'm just like like the thing with the pictures. I didn't I didn't know that that that's why that was happening. So now that I know it, now maybe I can go into Photoshop and re. Uh, we yeah. said bring it down to ninety ninety dots uh, per inch. We'll work yeah, and, and resize the thing. Send me an email. That's that's like it's you'll when you see what you have to do to do that. You're like really that's it. I'm like yeah that's it. <laughs> I mean, so this has been a huge uh, a hill to climb. I once I decided, okay, I want to do a podcast. Then I had to, okay, learn how to do podcasting, um, learn how to make a website and make it look nice, and then learn all this technical uh, stuff to to make sure, like the ID three tags. I know I knew about ID three tags. I just didn't know what the hell it is and why I need it and why how important it is. And when it, I did the show without it, I thought, oh, what do I need this for? Right. And, so that's why I wanted to come on the show. I wanted you guys to basically, uh, you know, give me a, give me a grade, you know, grade the paper and say, okay, you know, right now it's a B you got, you can, you're almost an A, but you got these things you got to work on. So that's, yeah, that's I, it. I think you have a solid show, a little tweak here and there. And, uh, I think you're off to the races, Doug. I, we appreciate you being here. Thank you. Awesome. And again, you can find Doug over at uh, minddrippings.link, and uh, you can check out his show. And I'm going to go check out some more. I was like, all right, I like this thinking outside the Do box it. thing. Just because it listen wasn't, to the, wasn't. Listen to the latest one. I, I did uh, the latest one that I just released yesterday. Um, I did the, the introduction a little different. I tr- did it post, and then it goes into the Tim Page introduction, and then it goes into the show. I was. I'm trying to. Figure something out, the formatting. So uh, if you want to hit me up with an email and say that that's good, that's better, or that's, you know, work this out a little bit, that'd that'd be great. I appreciate it. Well, here's the beauty of that. You tried something new and I have to bring it out. No one will punch you in the face. Right, if you try it. So (laughs) thank you, Ryan K. Parker from foodcraftsman.com. Thank you. Yeah. 
So awesome. So uh, if you want to get okay. your podcast reviewed, and uh, this is our first time on Blab. This was kind of fun. Uh, go over to podcastreviewshow.com slash review me, and uh, you can be here, and we'll we'll tell you what we think you're doing good, and here's some things you need to get tweaked and uh, go that route. And uh, Eric, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me anytime you'd like at podcasttalentcoach.com. Uh, I do this a lot for people one-on-one, and uh, there's a lot of great worksheets over there for you, uh, information on my coaching sessions and all kinds of stuff. That's at podcasttalentcoach.com. And Dave, uh, where are your multiple shows? Yeah, <laughs> my, my main one is schoolofpodcasting.com. If you want all things Dave, go to powerofpodcasting.com and all the... All my chocolatey goodness is is over there. So, uh, with the soft middle. Yes, with the soft middle. So uh, thanks for uh, tuning in, and uh, we'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Podcast Review Show. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world one download at a time.